Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. So Heavenly Father, we thank you. Sweet Jesus, we thank you for your joy. We thank you because it is your joy that is our strength. We thank you because we are partakers of the divine nature. We thank you because of the work that you have done for us. We thank you for who you are to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Paul says in Philippians 4.4, I'm just going to be retreating many things that Pastor Phil said on Sunday and what Pastor Ike has taught us today. I was so blessed. And so I'm just going to take our time to just enjoy what he taught on Sunday and what he shared with us. Since it's a short time, I'm just going to be doing two things. And the first thing is praying that the Lord will actually speak his joy to our hearts. So I'm just here to pray, just alongside everyone else, that he actually speaks to the place that no one can get to. We know that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, is the Spirit of joy, is the one that can actually get the reality of joy into our spirits. You know. Then the second thing is just so that you will remember, because in a short time like this, you can just give one or two keys we know serving the Lord is not about keys, it's about the Lord himself but sometimes our minds we tend to forget we tend to forget, so some things just help us remember so in Colossians 4, verse 4 no need to go there Paul says, I'm paraphrasing that his job is to make the mystery of Christ clear so in teaching I'm just going to mention, just put at the back of your mind, 135. Today, 135. I'll speak about 135. I'll say one thing, then I'll mention three things, then I'll mention five things. Can we do that together? So everybody's going to remember, so you know where we're, where we're tracking. And that's if the Lord wills. And if we don't get there before time is out, there's no pressure to say anything. So I'm just going to let it be. Um, so Philippians 4.4. The Lord is good. And his mercies endure forever. He's so gracious to us. He's so kind. He's so loving. There's no one like Jesus. There's no one like the Holy Spirit. Imagine we didn't have him. Thank you. Lizzie, we can't imagine not having him. So, we have inexplicable joy. Peter says that it's full of glory. Because of him. Because of him. He is our life. He is our life. Without him... There'll be nothing. And so the first thing in this, I'm just going to be speaking from this text. He says, rejoice in the Lord. He spoke about joy. And I'm just going to take a bit further to speak about rejoicing. On Sunday, he spoke about joy and rejoicing. And he also touched on that, but thank you for doing that. So I'll just speak more on rejoicing. Because to rejoice is to destroy the works of the enemy the bible says in first john 3 8 that jesus was manifest to destroy the works of the enemy and god's goal amongst many things is not only to save souls but it's so that the ones that are saved will be his ruling what's the word will be his ruling people 
He wants us to demonstrate his kingdom. That's his goal. He wants us to demonstrate his kingdom. God wants us to demonstrate his kingdom. So in the New Testament, we see that there's a teaching of the cross of Jesus Christ. Which we all know. And there is also the church. We are the church. And the cross shows us the triumph of Christ, right? And the church shows us maintaining that triumph. So the church stands on that ground of what Jesus has done on the cross. And we maintain that victory. So Paul says that the world is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Paul says, I don't want to, I don't want my words to come to you with men's wisdom, but in demonstration of, of the spirit of God, so that your faith will not be on the wisdom of men, right? But on the power of God, 1 Corinthians 2. So we are a demonstration of a reality that is in God. So when he says rejoice in the Lord, we're not rejoicing in ourselves. We're rejoicing in the Lord. So the first thing is that is his person in the Lord. Then he says rejoice in the Lord. Again, I will say rejoice. Another version will say rejoice in the Lord always. So there is no other joy that is lasting except the joy of the Lord. Every other kind of joy, whatever we call it, happiness, is not lasting. And so, I'll just address why we should rejoice. How do we rejoice? And what is it to rejoice? Those are the three things, right? So we move past the first one. So three. Why should we rejoice? What is it to rejoice? Sorry, how do we rejoice? And what is it to rejoice? We rejoice because we're children of God. John says, what manner of love? That he has called us children of God. First John 3. The world does not know us because it does not know him. What does it mean to be a son of God? We all know that because we all are. To be a child of God is the way a father is to the child. Like we see that the same blood is flowing, right? The same blood in the son is the same blood in the father. For us, we have the same spirit. He that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. So because we have the same spirit with him, Everything we see in the natural and everything we see in the soul realm is an expression of some of the reality that is in the spirit. So because we have eyes, we know that there, there is a reality of sight in the spirit. In fact, we have bodies, but we know we have spiritual bodies. So everything we see is an expression of a reality that we don't see. And that is very interesting because God's goal is that we be a demonstration of that reality. So the children of God are those who know and who are partakers of that reality. So like he said on Sunday, heaven rejoices. See the song they just let us in now. It just felt like, you know, we're just all rejoicing in him. 
That's just amazing. So in heaven, there's always rejoicing. He said to us, God laughs when people are raging. God is not confused about anything. He's not unsure. So he's always, he made everything and he said it was good. He's always rejoicing. Heaven rejoices over his soul. So, because there is always joy in heaven, and here, Hebrews 6, 5, we are those who live with the power of the age to come. So, because of that, once we see what is happening in heaven, we have to let it be on earth. So, that is our prayer. That as it is in heaven, so let it be on earth. So, our responsibility. So, you're thinking, oh, should I just rejoice? Because it's a, we have to, we must rejoice. We rejoice. Because that is how the devil is. We remind him. We maintain the victory of Christ. And so because we have that reality... When Jesus came himself, you read from a scripture, I think it was Luke 10 on Sunday, how that Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and then he gave thanks to God. We know that life for us without the ministry of the Holy Spirit is what religion is. The law, in summary, is life without the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And the ministry of the Holy Spirit he has, of course, he has, he's the one, he does everything. He leads us in everything. He disciplines us. He reveals to us. And the joy that is in the spirit realm, the Holy Spirit reveals that to us in our own spirits so that we can demonstrate that. He already mentioned the fact that joy is not a feeling because, of course, is coming from another realm. But we have to demonstrate that. And the thing is, the enemy is always trying to do things. And because he's always trying to do things, it is our job to always push back. The Bible says, submit to God and resist the enemy. And it would flee. So for me, spiritual experience is about worship and warfare. What is worship? It is submitting to God. What is warfare? It's resisting the enemy. Submitting to God and resisting the enemy. So every time the enemy comes with an accusation that will try to tell us not to rejoice, you might just say, oh, it's not that serious. But it's that serious because it's God's kingdom. And that is our goal here. And so that is why Paul says that the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness peace and joy in the spirit that means the holy spirit leads and guides us remember what he says in john 16 that it will guide you into all the truth so when jesus speaks something to us we take his word we read the scriptures the holy spirit guides us into the reality of that so that we can demonstrate and also speak the way jesus spoke and also act the way jesus acted and so why should we rejoice we must rejoice because we're sons of god we're sons of God. We're children of God. And 
sons of God, the world is waiting for the manifestation of sons. Of the demonstration. So the rejoicing is demonstrating the joy. Because the joy is foreign. People think joy is happiness. But even though you tell them joy is not happiness, they don't understand. They have to see it in action. Because they have to see. You, we, we follow Christ. But they follow signs. And we are the signs. And that's what Jesus said. And so, because he is before us. As we follow him on the way, so many things happen. And every time someone tries to point the glory back to us, we're very careful to say the glory is to him. Because it is, we're just like moon, we're just reflecting the light that the sun gives. And so how do we rejoice? Point two. I feel like singing, <laughs> but, but I have to not feel like singing because that's not the point. How do we rejoice? We have to let Christ rejoice for us. That's the answer. Then I'll just explain. How do we rejoice? We have to let Christ rejoice for us. I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. I've talked about why should we rejoice, but how do I rejoice? Someone says, I'm in this situation, how should I rejoice? We have to let him. Christ is not just our life, he's also the living. Here's what I mean by that. Every time we, we see something, we get revelation in Christ. The tendency is to say, okay, now I have this revelation. Now I know. Now let me run with it. But God is saying, no. I cost you to will, but I also cost you to do. So, because I cost you to will, doesn't mean you should take, it's like, you want to go to Lagos. You ask me, okay, where are we going? And I tell you, we're going to Lagos. Then you say, okay. Then you run off. I start going, no, 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 no. I didn't tell you so that you would leave me. I told you so that you would follow me. So, the point is that when he tells us things, the, the entire point in Romans 7 is that when we don't follow him, we go round and round. So, because we know what the will of God is, doesn't mean we can do it by our own power. Because we have the revelation doesn't mean we don't need him to do it. So we have to let him. So how? He has to do it in us. In salvation God came to do, Christ came to do things for us. Right? In sending the Holy Spirit he came to do things in us. And through us. So everything he did for us. He wants to do in us. And what he's doing in us. He wants to do through us. It is all him. Only he defeats the enemy. And we are in him. So rejoicing. Is pushing back darkness. It's actually. It's a, it's a big deal. And so, how do we rejoice? I'll give us a scripture. Looking at the experience of Paul. If you check 1 Thessalonians 1.6. 1, let's read that one. It says read one scripture. 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 6. And you became followers of us and of the Lord. 
The point in discipleship is that Christ may be all in all. I can't say I want to follow God alone without also following people that are in his church. If, you say, if I say I love God who I do not see, how about the people that I see? So, follow, follow, follow us and of the Lord. Having received the word in much affliction, with joy of the spirit. They were in affliction, but when they received the word, there's another reality, is joy. And so if you see Paul's experience in 2 Corinthians, I think 12, we all know the story. Paul said, because of the abundance of revelations, um, a messenger of Satan was sent to buffet my flesh, right? And he prayed. Now, if the enemy is attacking, we can pray or cast him out, right? If the world is attacking, you can pray. But how about when God is disciplining? (laughs) How about when God is the one taking you and I through particular situations? So that we may become partakers of his divine nature. The Bible says in Hebrews 12 that he disciplines those that he loves. So his love for us, if you looked at Jesus on the cross with the human eye, the Bible says no, we know man after the flesh, right? But if you look at Jesus in that way, you can say, well, this father doesn't love him. What kind of father will he, will, yeah, was prophesied that he pleased God to crush him? What kind of father is that? But that's an eye of the flesh. Like he said, the arm of the flesh. We put no confidence in the flesh. Philippians 3, verse 3. So, if we look through that eye, we won't see the love. But he disciplines us so that he may perfect us. So, Paul says, he prayed, take this away from me. What was Jesus' response? My grace. Meaning that you go through it. But as you go through it, you have strength. I'm your how to go through it. My grace is your how. My strength is your how. That means I will, you let me go through it with you. So we see from there that it says, therefore, he came to a conclusion. What's Paul's conclusion? Therefore, most gladly, I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That means how is to recognize that it's not going to be I. I don't have the strength to. So many times you don't even have the strength to rejoice. And that's fine. Then you tell him, Jesus, rejoice for me now. You don't even have to tell him. Just believe him. And experience him. Because he said his grace is sufficient. Because we have joy in our spirits. But we have to demonstrate that. But the enemy will still come. See, you're not as joyful as you. You're not rejoicing. That's the enemy. He always, always looking around. But then we just believe and that's it. And so he came to the conclusion. Guess verse 10. It says, therefore, I take pleasure. I see that as rejoice. I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in all of this. For Christ's sake, for when I'm weak, I'm strong. 
So when you see the now from the people's end, they are seeing this person as a sign and a wonder, because to their eyes it's always strong. But they come and ask the person, How are you doing it? Then he will say Christ. Then they will think it's just talk. Until they actually experience that ministry of Christ through the personal ministry of the Holy Spirit. And so, in the short time I have left, let me talk about the five things. What is it to rejoice? What is it to rejoice? I'll take one minute for each. What is it to rejoice? I've talked about why should we rejoice? Because we're sons of God. How should we rejoice? We should let him rejoice through us. Colossians 1.29 speaks about, it says, we strive with, this, with his strength. It says, be strong in the Lord and the What is it to rejoice? Number one. This is just, this is, this is no doctrine. This is just me sharing what the Lord has taught me on rejoicing. Right? So just five things. Security. We rejoice because when we think about the kingdom that we're in and the fact that it's a kingdom that is secure. And that means the reign is forever. You rejoice. No, you don't even, when I mean you rejoice, when you know that and you walk in that reality, that's rejoicing. Daniel says that his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Daniel 4.3. His dominion is from generation to generation. So we rejoice when we know that his reign is like being in a company. It's like being in this country now. Some people are thinking, oh, the country is getting tough. Oh, we want to change, right? You want to move to another country because you've seen that maybe this country, I'm not sure. But the kingdom we're in, we're sure. The kingdom is always advancing. The gospel is always advancing. Christ is always advancing. For eternity. So we have security. So because of that eternal security, we're saved, we're in the... We're in there. We're going to overcome. Because of that, the way you walk even changes. When trouble is around you, your disposition, your, that demonstration, that's the rejoicing. Because I'm trying to look at what is it to rejoice? Number two, what is it to rejoice? The first thing, eternal security. The second thing, sweetness. Sweetness. When you think about your personal relationship, intimacy with the Lord Jesus himself. That sweetness does something to you. That you would rather, they might ask you, because you might be secure. Imagine you walk somewhere, they say your job security is, you have job security. But imagine you don't enjoy walking there. So, you don't want only security. You want sweetness. You want to wake up and your eyes, you can't wait to get to, you can't wait to, get to work. You can't wait to see your colleagues. Just seeing them, you're happy. Imagine just hearing the name of Jesus. And something in you moves. Because of intimacy. Because you love him. Peter says, having not seen him, we love him. And even though we don't yet see him, we believe him. And we rejoice. So, Songs of Songs, best book. (laughs) It says, I am my beloved and my beloved is. You just love him for whatever reason. He's just good. He's just lovable. Doesn't have to do anything. There's no performance there. He's just person to person. 
We just love him because he just loves us. That's enough. So that love, when you're going through any situation, at least you know. He's never going to leave you nor forsake you. You know that your heart is secured with him. Because of that love, you rejoice. So there's a mountain in front of you. You know Jesus is with me. With him, we can run against the troop. With him, we can leap over walls. Third point. The second is sweetness. The third point, marvel. Because we have eternal security in him, because we're intimate with him, every time we look at everything in creation, he actually tells us about him. Instance. You're showering. And that kind of reminds you of justification, being washed by him. You're sleeping and waking up, and you're remembering death and resurrection. You know, you're having a conversation. Everything reminds you about him in creation. So, you're trying to have a bad day, but you can't successfully have a bad day. <laughs> you won't be successful. Why? Because he's everywhere. He's, he's, he's everywhere. He's speaking through everything. You're trying not to see him, but you can't. And you're unable to stop speaking about what you've seen and you've heard. Because he has permeated us so much that in everything we see him. It's amazing. So we say, wow, wow, we marvel at everything. That's why sometimes you just get into the company of people and you're just wowed. Why? You're just like, wow, God, you just made people. <laughs> you see someone displaying their own gift and all of that. You're just like, look at your church. Your church is just so amazing. You just have different kinds of people. Someone will crack a joke and you're like, what kind of joke is this? Like, what kind of mind is this? <laughs> so everything is... So, the... so imagine someone is gloomy and you just come there. Just by coming there. You literally dispel the work of the enemy. Literally. The kingdom of God to have reign. That's our rejoicing. So we marvel at his creation. So things have meaning. The Bible says in Romans 1. That he has, I'm just paraphrasing. Everything testifies of him. His divine power. His eternal power. His divine nature. Okay, I'm shooting the time. Just... Point four, right? Point four. Just one more point and I'm done. Power. Power. The first thing is security. The second thing is sweetness. The third thing is marvel. The fourth thing is power. The word of Jesus Christ, his word, literally has power. Think about it. Just think about it. That if you go in the name of Jesus... Things will happen. It makes you happy. It makes you joyful. You know that you're never really... When it seems like you're, the devil says, oh, there's no more option. You're like, there's the name of Jesus. Remember what Peter said, silver or gold we don't have. But what we have, what did they have? The name of Jesus. Jesus said in John 14, 14. Whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. What is his name? His name shows his word. His name is his authority. His word is his authority. That when he speaks, it must be effective. 
The Bible says in Hebrews 1.3 that he holds all things by the word of his power. So, because we know that his word is spirit and life, is a cause for us to rejoice. That means he literally, see how Jeremiah puts it. He said, I found your word. I ate it and it became joy to me. Jeremiah 15, 16. I just, your word is amazing. And then the last one. Fullness. Fullness. When you think about the fact that there are rewards ahead of us. That we, what we are has not yet appeared. So already as he is, so are we. But much more, when he comes, we'll become like him. So for us to know him, because forgetting the things that are behind, I press on. That means there's always a hope, a blessed hope. And because of that, we also have rewards. He is our reward and then we have so many things with him. That just brings joy to you. It's like you're going to work, you know, at the end of the month, you're going to get paid. Or you're going to, I don't know, there's just reward. So that just motivates us also. So what is it to rejoice in the Lord? It's to not rejoice in ourselves, to put him before us. And he's always, so it's just like a reservoir that is always with us. And it's by that we dispel the works of the enemy. Because we exercise that. And so Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you because you help us. We thank you because the enemy is cast out. We thank you because you said that if by the Spirit of God, the finger of God, you cast out them and then your kingdom is here. Thank you because your kingdom is righteousness, is peace, is joy in the Holy Spirit. We thank you because we will rejoice always. Again, we continually rejoice. Thank you because the spirit of joy, the oil of gladness, captures everyone that is here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.